Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To 2 2, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Go! Could have went left, but it went right. Because could have went wrong, but it went right. Said it was Ian, but it went right. One of the stars on site. MVP in the Hello, welcome to another Touchy Gunas podcast. My name's Lewis. I'm joined by Sheldon and Dr. Lee. How are you doing, gentlemen? Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. You know what? I'm going to say happy. I'm peaceful. <laughs> nice weekend. I was like, Sunday night, I tuck, you know when you tuck up in bed and you're like, because obviously after the AJ loss, I was a bit rattled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> I slept well Sunday, man. And mm. that's the first time in a while. And then I woke up, I looked at my phone, there's nothing in the Touch of Gunas chat. People can't sleep and that up at 2 a.m. scouting <laughs> the attack. And I wake up and there's just bad drama in the group and everyone's calling each other cunts and stuff. No one agrees. It, it's a good time. Do you know, it, it's it's so mad because Sel was saying as well, this is like the first time there's been peace in like 10 months in the touching greeners group. <laughs> It said the last two weeks has actually been quite peaceful, bro. It has, it has. You know, we haven't had um, we haven't no had drama. a bad result for a while. So, listen, long may it continue. Long enjoy may it, it continue. Enjoy while it lasts, man. So we said, what did we say? We said last week, right, when we did the pod, we said um, if we beat Spurs, nothing but positive vibes. That's all we're on. Nothing but positive vibes. So we're gonna park. I mean, listen. 
we're, we're objective, right? We're not going to be all, you know, it's all, it's all sunshine and glory and all these things, you know, like we're going to be objective still. But hey, let's enjoy this moment because as Arsenal fans, we've not had much go our way recently, right? In, I say recent, I mean, in the last fucking decade or so. So yeah, let's let's bask in the moment and let's just enjoy these wins as we get them. Because if you can't celebrate and be happy about tumping up Spurs, in a North London derby, then what's the point of being a football fan? You know, you've got to enjoy these moments. And you know what? I'm with you guys. On Sunday, I really enjoyed Sunday. I really, really enjoyed Sunday. And and like like you said, um, Leroy, after that AJ, that AJ loss, I was like devastated, absolutely devastated. And, you know, I needed something to mend me. And I I went into the 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 um the North London derby and I just finished work. I finished work about like half past three. I was like, at my desk and I was sort of like, you know, I had a late night because of the AJ fight. I didn't get home until like two o'clock in the morning. I was up early. I was like, Do you know what? should I just go to bed? I- I'll just like catch the highlights <laughs> later. Do you know what I mean? I was so not fussed about the game. And then something in me just said, you know what? Just watch the first 20 minutes. Watch the first 20 minutes. And then, and then decide from there how you want to go. Is it going to ruin you? Is it going to ruin? Uh, well, not ruin. But my my weekend was kind of already ruined because of AJ. But you know, is it going to put an improvement on the weekend, or is it? Or is your weekend just going to go to fucking hell? And you know what? It was the best decision I ever made. You know, because those first twenty minutes were fantastic, weren't they? You know, well, I, I think we were like two 0 up or something inside twenty minutes. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, word on the street is Tobes is already left by then. So <laughs> that's true. That is true. He he. He's still on his way back now, I heard. But, uh, uh, he's still know, walking back from the Emirates. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, it was it was it was a great day, and I am glad that I persevered and um I kept I kept the game on because um the performance, but the mainly the first half. Listen, no, that second half performance is not going to get any Hall of Fame awards, is it? It's not going to go down as um you know in the history books as this great dominating display. But I thought the first half was there was a lot to take from it. And a lot of positives to take from it. Um, and and just a lot of stuff to be happy about in general. Um so yeah, I'll start I'll start with I'll start with like what you guys' favorite moment of the game was. Um Sean, I'll come to you first. What was like your your highlight of the game? Mm, I don't know, I don't know if there's one specific moment. I just I just enjoyed it all specifically the first half. I think for me, um, I'm sure we'll probably we'll get onto this like what was interesting to note from like a tactical perspective as well is I think this is the first time, obviously, this season that we got to see what Arteta perceives to be his first 11. Do you know what I mean? So um, we've been on him and I think rightly so, but obviously you can all, you can always probably caveat it that, you know, you haven't had the team that you'd ideally like to pick. So this was pretty much full strength for him. Um, sorry, not pretty much. It was full strength. This was the team he would pick. So um it was, yeah, it was interesting to note from a tactical perspective. Obviously, you've got Tomiyasu who tucks in, um, Tini who pushes up high in build-up, um, which obviously pushes ESR inside. So with Jacoparty, ESR and Odegaard, you've got kind of like a little box. Um, and obviously Odegaard drifts to the right because, you know, Saka's um, a bit isolated on that side, so he needs a bit of support. So you can start to pick up small tactical nuances from, from what had happened. Um, so yeah, in terms of the shape and how it looks in and out of possession. So I thought overall it looked solid. Um, 
obviously what I would like to do, especially going forward, is just to see, well, we can't see it now because because Xhaka's out, but I would have liked to have seen that team consistently for the next five matches, just so we can ascertain its level properly. Because I think that's probably one thing we haven't been able to do. I want to see Arteta's first 11 for like a five-game stretch so we can probably take from it, you know, what's good, what's not good, what needs to be improved, where can we improve from a personnel perspective as well. So, um, but yeah, overall, great win. Um, very, very happy. Mm. Uh, Dr. Lee, were you were you a bit surprised that um, Xhaka started the game? Obviously, he'd, be, he'd missed um, several weeks. You know, was he injured as well? Or did he have like... COVID. COVID was it? Yeah, yeah, COVID. Obviously, had the suspension and all of that. Were, were you a bit surprised that he come straight back in? No, not at all. I, mm. I predicted he was to come straight back in. Shaka is one of the mainstays in the team. He's one of Arteta's favorite players. He's one of Arteta's leaders on the pitch. So I, I pretty much assumed he would come straight back in as soon as available. And he's obviously usually quite a fit guy. So I didn't really expect him to need minutes to get up to speed or anything like that. Um, uh, he had a lot of bozo moments, mm. like, as he does. But there, I know I probably this is going to be an unpopular opinion, especially amongst us lot. I think he's really important. Um, uh, and the reason I think he's really important is even though party does everything he does but better, I keep coming back to this. I, I, I The way Arteta wants to play, I think it's really important we have two players who can progress the ball in midfield and it's not left down to one player who can be easily be marked. I mean, I know it's difficult with party because he's got so many tricks up his sleeve. He can step out, he can dribble people, he's press resistant and stuff. But when you have two people who are really decent at progressing the ball, it just gives you so much variety um, in, in your attack and I, you really see the difference. Um, and Shaka... Uh, <laughs> Even though like he's got a lot of flaws, I can kind of see why Arteta really goes with him. And that Shaka party midfield, I can kind of see why it works as well. And if you probably noticed, Shaka didn't play this game like he actually played it in midfield. He didn't actually go back and sit back in his line back three slot. Because we had Tommy Asu making up the back three in that three five or three two five, sorry. And Shaka was actually in midfield, um, which was a little bit different than what he's been doing previously. So um, I can't. He's it's, it's injured now, so we can talk about that. But um, it's, it was a kind of an interesting thing that we saw, and I would like to see it, particularly against teams that are going to sit in and um, have low blocks to see does that then give us the platform to again break them down? Does that give that the platform to actually be creative against teams that we haven't been creative against so far? But we're not going to get to see it because Shaka's now out for twelve weeks. So um... is it is it twelve weeks that he's out for? Yeah, three months. They said yeah on the site today. I think just quickly on on Leroy's point, I thought he made a really good point there. You know, sometimes we spoke about with Shaka his positioning, like how he drops back in because of um, you know Tini pushing up in build up, but because of like Leroy said, Tommy Asu in the shape now. They're actually him and Party actually played as a midfield two on um on Sunday. You know, sometimes there have been times where Party's been isolated so much in the middle, but Xhaka was actually, I think I saw the stat that he uh, saw his heat map. He's actually spent a lot of the time, you know, and I thought that really helped because I don't know if you guys noticed as well, there was a lot more centrality to our game. I think generally in this game as well, you saw how many passes were fizzed into ESR and Erdegaard in the half spaces. So I think, you know, like Leroy says, making it a proper partnership, having someone next to party, I think makes it all the better. And I think obviously naturally because Arteta chose to spend so much of his resources on the defence. So he now has, you know, he set defence, you know, he spent on all the defenders he wants. And, you know, for a lot of the first half, we were pretty much operating on the halfway line. 
So that meant we could obviously compress the space a lot further forward in front of us as well. So it meant obviously Xhaka and Party didn't have like masses of ground to cover because, you know, the spacing, etc., was good. So they played as a proper midfield duo and that's probably what we need to see more going forward as well. That will allow us to assert more dominance, allow us to have more variety and centrality to our to our play as well. So no, I thought that was really good. Mm. Let's um let's let's go through the goals then because um you know I f- I felt like we started brightly and like you said there Sean we we found Erdegaard in some interesting positions in like the first 10 15 minutes you know I thought I thought we had a I thought we had a really good game uh, again actually I thought we had a really good game um and you know he's one of those players that always seems to find the space and when you have a player like Partey on the pitch who just need to in a haystack, really. He can just find you, right? It's just, it's incredible. Um, and yeah, Jaco Jaco did a bit of it as well, you know, just punching it through, finding Odegaard in the space. Um, I'm trying to remember, wait, the first goal was um, ESRs, right? So who played the ball into Saka? I can't remember. It was, it was, it was a ball was played into Odegaard first and then he switched it out to Saka on the right. I think right, it might have yeah. been, I can't remember. It might have been Partey. Um, I can't remember who it was, but yeah, there was a ball played into Odegaard first and then he um, carried it a bit, switched it out to the right where Saka was and then he created that separation for the cutback for ESL. This, that, that's the one, yeah. And, and you know, that's that's something that we've we've been wanting to see from ESR. It, to be fair, it's something we've been wanting to see from everything. So like the actual ball to get to Erdegaard, we've been wanting our midfield to do that. We've been wanting our attacking midfielder to find key passes. We've been wanting our winger to isolate a fullback 1v1. And be, we've been wanting our, our, you know, ESR to, you know, be getting into more goal-scoring positions. So everything seemed to, you know, happen exactly how we wanted in that, you know, in that in that, in that that scenario there. And um, it was just really good to see, like, uh, ESR scoring the goal, you know, seeing their celebration and stuff like that, it was just, man, I'm so happy for for those two as um, obviously coming through the academy and all those things. And it's, you know, people say sometimes about, oh, what does it matter about the academy stuff? But it does, it gives you a different feeling when, you know, like when ESR is packing in Hugo Lloris, that's a, it's a different feeling than like a £50 million midfielder doing it. Do you know what I mean? It's a drug, man. It's a drug to me still. I can't lie to you, but... Yeah, exactly what you said. But why? But the thing is, the key question is why, and why were we finding players in those positions? Why did that goal happen? And the goal happened because our wide players on the day could keep the ball. Our wide players on the day made good decisions on the ball. When you see the ball went out to Saka or ESR, they either even ran someone or tried to go past someone, isolate their fullback, etc. Or they kept the ball and passed it to an Arsenal player. They just gave it simple. They gave it to a red shirt. They made the right decisions at the right time. And I'm going in on my Pepe slander already because obviously, what is a touch for it, man? About Pepe slander. <laughs> this is the thing. So we're going to compare this game to Norwich, right? And um, particularly the first off. So Norwich, I think it was that game that Pepe had pretty much the highest touches on our pit, on the pitch, or highest touches for us on the pitch. And we didn't look anywhere near as creative. Why? And this is what I keep saying. People keep saying, oh, he scores goals and assists. When you have someone who just is a turnover merchant and has such a loose touch and just keeps giving the ball to the opposition team, keeps running out of touch for throw-ins, keeps going out for corners, you can't build attacks. Things won't happen. The fact that Saka, ESR, one, make good decisions, and two, keep the ball, they allow you to actually... So when you get the ball in the final third, so you found your person in the heart space, for Arsenal a lot of the time, that's when it breaks down. 
And a lot of it's because it's going through Pepe, where it shouldn't. But when it's Saka on the right, particularly, or when it's ESR, it doesn't break down. And it either results in a good chance, a near chance, which is blocked off or something like that. Or we keep the ball, recycle it and go again. And our team's still pushed up. And we're not then running back and running towards our own goal. And it's just really, really, really important that you have technically secure, competent wide players who make good decisions. And I think that's the biggest takeaway from from this game um, and the biggest difference for me. Yeah. Sean, um, how do you feel about the, the, the Pepe slander there from Dr. Lee? Uh, you, you guys killed me ages ago. You know, I'm, I'm converted. So I, I lost. I lost. I lost the argument. So yeah, no, no, I, I don't disagree with what Leroy said. I think, um, yeah, it's just you know the ball sticks, um, the ball progresses well with both of them, and then you know it allows us to be able to keep teams boxed in for longer periods. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't really disagree there as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, no arguments from me. It's it's quite. I, I really I just want to talk a little bit about ESR's performance actually because um I think there's a really strong shout that he was man mm. in a match. This is um, where the propaganda starts. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you know it could have gone to a few players. I felt like um you know Tomiyasu. I think did Tomiyasu get the official? No, no Sky Sky gave it to ESR. Sky get, so, so what did Tomiyasu yeah. get? Player of the month was it? No, it was the uh, fan vote. Yeah, fan vote on the on the uh, Arsenal fan vote. Yeah. Right. Oh, he got the player of the match for the fans vote. The fan vote. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So I, we'll get on to Tomiyasu anyway. Um, but I thought ESR just was brilliant. And um, I feel like that left wing space really suits him as a player. Like he he's not restricted, he's not restricted there. He can roam off of the ball, he can um he can take up central positions if he wants. He, he can enter the box late. When he's playing as a 10, I do feel like he feels like he has to be a bit more regimented. And maybe for players like Erdegaard, who quite like being in those central spaces and their game is centred um, around a little bit less, you know, like ESR's very mobile, right? He likes to move off of the ball. Erdegaard's not that type of player. He wants he wants the ball to feet. He wants to, you know, take it in, in certain spaces. Um so I think that left wing position really helps ESR be, um, you know, have have his influence on the pitch basically. And um, I, I I think I think we should stick with him out there. I, I don't want to I don't want to tamper with that really. I think I think that's where he is best. Or do you guys think that you know the number ten there is a future for him there? Okay, oh, do you want to go anywhere? I'll go. Um, so personally, I I think ESR is better as number ten. I think ESR is definitely better with full creative freedom to go where he wants. I feel like ESR's game is based on, yeah, freedom of movement. And like you you said, I probably disagree with what you said. You said he's quite free out there. I don't think so. I think he's quite restricted. I think ESR, you can, if you're looking at him as an individual, you get the best out of him when he is um, free to move anywhere on the pitch because his game's all based on off-the-ball movement or the majority of his base his game is however for the team because we've got Martin Odegaard who really does give us a lot in in that number 10 role in my opinion for the team I can understand the argument where he's playing this because we need him in the team number like there's no no question so I can understand for the team it is best to him for him to play on the left and Odegaard to play in the middle um I just don't think if you're looking at him as an individual that's getting the best out of him I, I don't really agree with that hmm. Sean what about you 
Um, so I, I probably slightly a bit a bit different um, because um, well, I mean, firstly, it's worth clarifying. Yes, I was not really playing on the left. Do you know what I mean? It's only like when we're in the defensive phase that he's on the left. But you like know, left attacking midfield. Basically, kind of like you know how Arteta. The Leroy said the three two five because it's Tini who's actually on the left in it. So ESR's in the half space. So he's actually, do you know what I mean? He's floating about on sort of the left half space. So he's he is in one zone because Arteta, this is positional play in it. Do you know what I mean? Arteta likes to have rigid five lanes of attack. So he, he's in that left half space. So I think it's okay um, just because he's not a natural high volume chance creator like an Erdegaard. So I wouldn't want the game flowing through him just because if you're going to have a main creator. I think he needs to be on the ball regularly. I think he needs to have, you know, this is where I think Erdegaard has that vision over him. Erdegaard's more of a natural controller, dictator, whereas I think ESR uses his dynamism a bit more to um, do good combinations, running behind. And I think, you know, the second goal was a perfect example of that. You know, when Tierney um, fizzes it into Oba, he has that one-touch layoff. ESR's made a run off the back of Tanganga and he's run through and then he's able to cut that back. You know, that's just something Erdegaard can't do because Odegaard doesn't have that in his game. But, you know, so I think that's why I've always thought they're, they're both very complementary towards each other. So I'm I'm probably more on your side. I don't have an issue with him where he is. Um, maybe if, you know, the system was a bit more flexible. Um, but, you know, Arteta is very stringent in how in terms of how he wants his five lanes of attack. So I'm not really that upset with him. I'm, I'm just very happy with him generally, um, because I was reading, I can't remember who the tweet was from. Um, a lot of things are, you know, ESR's had a lot of shots already this season. So I don't know, there's been a noticeable, noticeable uplift. Um, and, you know, that's how it sort of, if you remember back to Ramsey, that's how it kicked off with him, you know, just getting into the positions. Um, so ESR's missed quite a few chances already this season. But I think the fact that, you know, he's picking up these positions is um, is great and it bodes well. Like if you think back to the goal we scored on Sunday, that's very reminiscent of, uh, you know, a Pires or a Lundberg. He used to pick up, you know, just ghosting into positions towards the back post. And they, so it's a very easy way to add, like, if you think Sterling scores like five, six of those goals every season, do you know what I mean? Just by ghosting into that sort of space. So I'm really encouraged that, um, you know, he's getting into more goal scoring positions. I've read as well, he's in the top um, eight for carries into the opposition area this season as well. So he's carrying the ball a lot more, he's dribbling a lot more. So um, there's been a noticeable, even though we haven't been great as, as a whole as a team, there's been definitely a lot of noticeable improvements for me in, in ESR's game. So which bodes well the fact that he's taken on more responsibilities, looking more of a direct threat himself. Um, so that's already two goals now this season, two goals, a couple of assists. So, um, you know, when we're talking about the productivity that we want from him and Saka, I think I think it bodes very, very well. So um, really impressed by him and, and long may it continue. Mm-mm-mm. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
obviously there's been a few um if you're on twitter you would have seen it um quite a few timeline debates this week about you know just how good emil smith row is you know um i think chelsea fans they got a bit precious got, yeah they got a bit precious over their their, their over their boys actually it, no. it turned out it, just Mason Mount. It was uh, Conor Gallagher who they actually got really, really, really precious about, uh, which was interesting. But yeah, I just want to know from you guys, like, what 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 kind of level of talent are we dealing with here? Yeah, where, where is ESR sitting at this table? Because you know, if we look around world football, I mean, football is not in any real danger of of like losing their talented footballers, right? There's so many good young footballers out there, even in the Premier League, loads of them. You know, we've we've got some coming through in the academy as well. So, where where does ESR stand for you in 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 terms of like the the talent and and, and where, what kind of level can this can this guy get to? So for me, he's not in the the top tier of young players, which is the Green, uh, Greenwood and Foden tier. I think them two are a different level of talent, um, but I think he's in the talent level below, and I don't think he gets the ratings that a player of that talent level should because he's come through a little bit later than some people expect. Um, I think Mount's a level below that. I'll say that for free. Um, I think ESR's a level above Mount in terms of talent. Um, but yeah, Mount's a good player as well. I, I like Mount, but definitely, definitely. So, but I think ESR's a level below. ESR's on a similar level to um, to Bukayo Saka. Um, Who's better out of the two for you? Oh, that's a tough question, you know. Mm. That's a real tough question. And I don't even know. I think time's got told. Because if I go with my initial um, thoughts, I didn't rate Sakura that highly. And I've always rated ESL very highly, like mm. from, from day one. Um, and ESL broke through first, te- technically, because he he's older. But then he, had to, he went on loan and all that type of stuff. And he's struggled with injuries, which is the reason he's taken so long to really establish himself. Um if if I, if you had to push me, I'd probably go ESL because that was my initial assessment. Even though Saka is probably outstripped what I would expect of him, um, so yeah. But I'd probably still go ESL because for me, ESL has just been that guy from from day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sean, what about you? Tough question. ESL, Saka. <laughs> it's uh, I'm I'm the same. I've always said from the start. I've always thought ESL was the best academy product we had. So I um. I'm not surprised that he's starting to do what he's doing now. Where I would say probably the slight difference is, is that, you know, Saka shows maybe a bit more personality on the pitch, which, you know, maybe hopefully ESR can start doing a bit more now because I still continue to maintain, even though um, I just saw a tweet, um, this was what I wanted to read, a guy called Adam Vogue on Twitter. He said ESR's already had more shots on target and triples in um five league games this season than he did in the whole of his minutes last season so um you know statistically there's already been a massive massive uplift from him which is very very promising and it bodes well for hopefully what we can see for the rest of the season fitness permitting so yeah for me i do prefer his technical actions are a bit cleaner than saka um although you know saka's got could quite am- ambidextrity oh that's the word in it you know because saka scored the goal off his right foot <laughs> i'll take your word for it <laughs> yeah no saka's was he scored saka's left footed but he scored off his right foot at the weekend as well so he's, he's happy to go off either side assisted with his right foot as well i think yeah yeah so so yeah both the assist and the goal came on saka's weaker foot so um and obviously saka's established himself more um and Saka's a very powerful runner with the ball as well. Um, Saka's still growing himself. So, yeah, it's marginal. But for me, I do, I've do. i always had a slight preference for Smith-Rowe. That doesn't mean that I don't love Saka, I do. But 
I've always had a slight preference for ESR. So, mm. and I feel like there's a lot more to come from him. So yeah, I will slightly side there. So yeah, yeah. Obviously, we're we're really lucky to have to have both of them, and they've been both of them. But Saka and ESR, you know, where we'd be without those two, I'm not. I don't even want to think about it because it's 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 dangerous. It's it really puts me down. So um, yeah, I don't really want to think too much about that. But um. While we're while we're talking about Saka, obviously we um we spoke a lot about Saka in the in the opening weeks of the season and saying mm, he doesn't look quite at the level, maybe struggling for for one reason or another. Anyway, um and and this kind of was stemming from the back end of last season as well, where he slowed down a bit. You know, he obviously came onto the the scene and um you know ha- had a great season overall last year, but he did slow down towards the end. And um, for the people that were at the League Cup game in midweek, everyone said that, yo, Saka like really turned up. He he came on the pitch and instantly just looked like different different qualities. So I thought that was quite interesting hearing that, that he looked quite sharp. So then to see him um, coming in this game and, and really, I mean, he had Emerson, uh, not Emerson, uh, re- Reggaeton, reg- regular Don. You know, just like on the ropes. Do you know what I mean? He, that guy is normal, very, very normal. Anyway, very regular, bro. Very, very regular, <laughs> very regular. Not McDonald's regular, like KFC regular. Do you, you know, you know the difference. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like S- Saka just had him on toast, and he looked sharp, which is something that I didn't really see. Um, he just didn't look that fit maybe a bit of like a euros hangover obviously a bit of a traumatic experience for him in the euros but i'm sure he he had had quite a good euros overall anyway like performance level um but yeah man just good to see him sharp and i think uh you guys touched on it earlier moving over to the right i think that's that has to be his position right It, it, it we can't compromise saka just for the sake of pepe really and truly can we if if Saka has to have the right-hand side. If you want to put Pepe in the team, it has to be somewhere else. Yeah, um, I completely agree. It just looks so much more natural and you get so much more... Men- and, like You could just look at the productivity stats. He's so much more productive in terms of goals and assists on the right. And it, it just look, he looks so, so much more menacing on the right and he looks like he has so much more purpose. I, I, just don't, I just think you lose so much from his game on the left. And this is what's scaring me because the thing is, I hope Sambi comes in the team rather than him go back to the 4-3-3 and then put Pepe back in the team. Because I just don't want to see that guy on the pitch. Like, I think we just need to sell. We, we need to get rid um, and we need to replace him with a proper attacker. Um, yeah, bring him on like yeah, last 10 minutes, 15 if we need to go and stuff. But that's that's the role I want to see for Pepe the next season. Sean, what about you? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I, you know, when we were speaking about his form or whatever, for me, it wasn't even, I just think it's a case of just he has to play on the right wing, like mm-hmm. like visibly. You know, the way, like I said, to come back to the shape that Arteta sets up in, um, you know, as a, when he plays um, on the left, he's used as more of a, like, in ESR's role, which ESR played at the weekend, he's used as more of a playmaker. Whereas, you know, on the right, he's used as more of an outlet. Do you know what I mean? So I think him being used as an outlet where he's supported is just a lot better for him because he's got a lot more space to operate in. He can go either way. You know, I think, you know, when you put a left footer on the right and they cut in, 
they can see the pitch a bit more, you know, they can, they, they, there's better angles for them. So I just think, yeah, he looks a bit more two-way. He can go either way. Whereas on the left, I've always thought that sometimes him and Tierney get in the way of each other. Um, whereas, you know... They're on both the le- quite wing-backy, aren't they? Yeah. Like, they pick up similar positions. And, and that's it, you know, Saka, you see on the right, he's happy to hug the touchline a bit more, mm. but then come in. Whereas, you know, on the left, he's sort of in the left half space, but then like, he wants to drift out wide, but then, you know, is he going to be standing on Tierney's toes? Whereas, you know, when ESR is there, he's able to facilitate uh, Tierney a bit more. You know, he brings Tierney into play a lot more than than Saka does. Um, and I just think it's that sort of natural synergy sometimes having um, players cutting onto their stronger foot. You create greater shooting and crossing variants. So I just, I, I much prefer that for him. Um, and as Leroy said, the stats bear themselves out. I think they said it's, 15 goals and assists in 23 games, um, you know, from the right wing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if Leroy can, I don't know where it is, but I'm pretty sure someone posted it in the chat as well. He's very, he's a lot, lot more proficient from the right-hand side. Mm. Um, I'm sure someone numbers, really. I think, yeah, yeah, he was, he was, the, the numbers were very, very, and look, straight away, first game this season back on the right, goal and yeah. an assist. So I think yeah, it speaks yeah, for yeah. itself, to be honest. That, that's where the productivity will come from, from him, in my opinion. Yeah, the, my my favorite goal of the day was the was the second one. Um, you know, it, we got wait was the second one the the Ramsdale pass to Xhaka? Yeah, that's the yeah, one. it was, wasn't it? So we got a bit lucky. All mm. right, we got a bit lucky on another day that could have ended in tears, and we would all be hounding Ramsdale, hounding Xhaka. You know, but we got the luck. Um, Xhaka did quite well I guess to get himself out of that situation and maybe there's a bit of a foul there I'm not too sure really but um, either way we managed to get the ball up the pitch with some lovely one-two football and um, Aubameyang is involved like in in a in a side to the game that people say he can't do which is the link-up stuff and you know a, a lovely little spin around the corner the touch from ESR fuck off shut up Perfect. Disrespect. Perfect. Perfect, perfect touch. And then the nice little drag back. And it was just everything about the goal was just, you know, it was, we got to what, from back to front in about, I don't know, I don't know I'm just going to make it up. Like, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 4.2 4. seconds. That's what, that's what I'm going to say. 4.2 4. seconds we got from back to front. And, and you know, it was a lovely finish from Aubameyang as well. And it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to see us scoring, you know, aesthetically pleasing goals again because, you know, we haven't had too many. You know, Arsenal are known for... We used to score, like, goals like that every week, you know, back in the day. So, you know, to, to, to get them back at um, the Emirates again, it really does remind me of, like, the old, the, you know, the, the early Emirates teams, like, you know, with um, your Fabregas's, your Nasri's, your Rizikis. There was that kind of goal, you know, with Ivan Persie's. And, and I feel like this attack that we have with your Erdegaard, ESR, Saka, less so Aubameyang, obviously, but Partey in midfield, you've got so much um, really nice technical players now and a, a lot of good mixes and styles. Um, I think they mesh quite well. I don't want to go overboard, but it does it does give me like um, a sense of excitement if if that can kind of gel. And I really, I, we did see it gel with that, with that goal. I thought it was just... We probably won't score a better goal than that this season, probably. No, to an extent, I agree. I feel like when we play that team and that first team, the technical level is so much higher. And like I was saying, it's so important just that, especially in the front four, because 
You've got Aubameyang already, who technically isn't the best, even though he's a, is a shooter. You can't carry another player that's not good technically. Um, so I just feel that we still lack because any of them get injured, including Shaka, that is. And I just don't think we'll see the same kind of level of performance. Um, so all this about they spent money to raise a floor, I actually don't think the floor has been raised significantly. Mm. Um, because it's, so imagine if we lose Odegaard or we lose ESR or we lose Saka or we lose Aubameyang and you've got to bring in Lacazette, you've got to bring in Pepe, you've got to bring in Reese Nelson or whoever, like it, it, you're in trouble, like you're in trouble. So I don't know, but it, I, I just hope we can at least, um, I hope he brings the Congo in, I hope the Congo performs and I hope we can at least see that level of performance with that front four in particular for a, a good stretch of games and then we can really assess where, where we are. Yeah, 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 yeah. And obviously the third goal was um was was hilarious in a lot of ways to see Harry Kane obviously pinched by Partey on the edge of um our, our own box. Somehow Harry Kane has has found his way in the uh in his own area to make the slide challenge. You know, great recovery by the way, but you know, um Saka managed still managed to get the shot off in the end and you know a nice little finish from there. Very important that he got that goal, I think. Very important that Saka got that goal because we bemoaned that his finishing hasn't been that great. And it's something, you know, listen, if this team is gonna perform and we're gonna put so much responsibility on these young kids, ESR and Saka, they need to come up with the goods. Like if they're gonna be playing, they need to be scoring, they need to be creating, they need to be not so I don't really care about assists, but just creating chances and scoring goals. And um you know, I just thought it was so important that Saka slotted that away. And it was a nice little finish on the right foot as well. You know, did did it no like no hesitation really, just it set nicely from him a smash boom into the bottom corner. It was just one of those days where everything went right for us. Absolutely everything went right for us. On another day, maybe he he miskicks it at goes straight down Loris's throat or something. But I just thought it was so important for him to get on the um on the score sheet there. Um, just want to talk about a few of the other performances. Let's start from let's start the, from the back to the front. So another game of Ramsdale in goal. Um, a few talking points, obviously. Um, some people feel like he could have done better for the goal. I think he he himself said he should have done a bit better. But I, I keep looking at the goal and I'm thinking, how? I don't see. I don't. I think you're. I think he's just being like a bit of a passion merchant. Like, oh yeah, you know, if I get my hands to the ball, I should. I should save it. But I, I think from a technical point of view, I don't. I don't really see what else you could have done. Really, the ball has come out you from what seven, eight I, yards. I, I, I agree, man. It's like basically on the six yard box. Like when yeah. once it's hit with that much power, that there's literally not much you can do. Even if you do get your hand to it, the he's power is well just taking his hand to it. The the power is just taking it in. So I yeah, I know he's probably evaluating it loads but I don't feel like it's very hard to judge like you know a goalkeeper from there like where you could maybe criticize him more was you know the pass to Xhaka that you know mm. could have gone wrong for the for the second goal but I don't really put any stock in him like um for for that goal to be honest now I don't I don't put that blame on him um generally speaking um I'm not <laughs> I'm not there yet I'd say I'm probably I'm two games away from from you know probably changing, but because I'm still I'm, I'm still skeptical. However, however, I have to give credit where it's due. Do you know what I mean? I did say we said last week that Burnley game was a big tick for me in his box. Do you know what I mean? So there's a certain um, I, I feel like I, I, you know those intangibles where it's hard to say with goalkeepers where they just inspire. 
they inspired a bit more confidence. I feel like the defenders trust him a lot more than they trust Leno. Mm. Um, one, and also he comes and he claims. For me, that is one of the things I judge a goalkeeper by so much. Like, the ball's in the box. Come and claim it. Come and take it. Do you know what I mean? So, um, come and be assured in your action, whatever. Even if you punch it, be assured in your punching. Do you know what I mean? So, take the pressure off the back four, which I think he does. Um, so, I'm not there yet. But another two solid games, you, you might catch me jumping on side. On but... Sunday, I bought $100 worth of, <laughs> of Rams. $100 worth of Rams, mate. But, 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 but you know what? Um, I think he's, he's a very likeable guy. You, you root for the guy. You want him to do well in it. And I, I do. I do, 100%. And he knows what he's doing as well. Like You know, like he under, he's a clearly an English lad that understands English culture and understands English football fans. Because the things he's doing... They're not by accident. He knows what he's doing. The passion mm. merchant stuff. He knows people love it. The mm. stuff with the ball boy. He knows that's mm. getting around. Like mm. he, he's not stupid. So yeah, but he's a likable guy. And so is Tommy Asu. Him and Tommy Asu. I don't know why. I like both of them better. So um, I, I hope they do well. I haven't bought anything in stocks like for his keeping ability yet. I need to see him. Face you, did, you didn't think you didn't think the Spurs game. He was tested quite a bit. Obviously made two. Re- two well, one really good save. That, the, that, um, that, that Mora save was brazy. I can't lie. Yeah. <laughs> but those, and those made... kind of freak saves. I want to see how you do with like your standard one v ones, your standard shots, mm-hmm. and particularly long shots. Because mm-hmm. long shots is where he was weak on. He didn't move his feet quick enough. He didn't get his mm-hmm. position quick enough, and um, and um, switching off. So I still, I'm still holding out judgment on that. But he's a really likable guy, man. Like, I hope he's good because if he's good and he's got that type of character as well, that I mean, I mean, I know you're gonna love this, Lewis, because you're a bit Brexit. But then you've got him, you've got Tierney, <laughs> you've got. Oh, we'll see what Ben White says. You've got. Uh, I don't think Ben White's Brexit. I don't. Yeah, you've got um, <laughs> Saka, but you've got a bunch of English lads as a core of the team. And I, I, I think, I think that was a, con- I think that was a concerted effort. Probably, I think that was pre. Like, they're trying to do that in it. Do you know what I mean? So they're trying to get like a good, another British. They're trying to build another British core again. Just and a I good think, one. Like, yeah, like a, a better one. And I was like, <laughs> and 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 it is one of those intangibles, like. It does matter. Like, it does matter. Like, having well, people... You said it who, earlier, right? Like, yeah. ESR and Saka scoring, it just... I don't know, man. It puts, like... It's like it's it's like it's like worth extra points or something when I, they I, score. I, I think it's always good to have good British players in your team just because, like, they understand. Like, they understand, like, you know, just what it means. Like, and that is so Brexit. That is such a passion merchant way of explaining it. But it does... It, it just makes... Like, don't ask me to explain, but it makes sense, in it? Oh, I think it does make sense. I'm, and I'm, I'm sure... But I don't think it's just an English thing. I reckon Italians would say the same thing. Or, like, Italians know what true, it's like true. to play in the Serie A, you know? Or Germans know what it's like yeah. to play in the Bundesliga. It's, it's very true, yeah. I think and it's, it's, people, they, they know what it's like to play in the Liga kind of thing. <laughs> no, nah, yeah. It's, it's I, always good I, I to have a core of homegrown players. Yeah, mm. it is. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Hey, listen. I'm not all in on Ramsdale. Don't get me wrong. I'm not all in. I bought $100. All right, 30 million market cap. All right, 30 million market cap. But I, I've got some more on order. All right, but I can cancel it any time. All right, yeah, okay. I can cancel it any cool. time. I'll just go into my 212 and just cancel that trade. I'll get my full money back. All right. All right. Um... Me? Yeah, you just cut out for a second. All right, cool. Yeah. I think my mic is moving a bit higgy. 100 quid for this mic. Better be bloody well. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, no. Um, just yeah, just a quick word. I thought I thought he was I thought he was excellent. Um, just where just where um I stand actually. Um, 
because we we don't really want to talk about the negative points. But for that second goal, um, do you think Ramsdale was right to pass to Xhaka in that situation? Yes. Well, it was just a, it was a bad pass. Oh, you put, right. So you right so, pass, um, bad execution. It didn't have the ball. Mm. Right. So what? In terms of execution, are you saying that he didn't pass it quick enough? Yeah, like, wrong. If you're gonna do it, you've got to really fire it in at him. Really fire it in. He, he doesn't. He should not have to move to the ball. That should have gone so fast that he that's coming to him at just does it in one kind of thing. Yeah, one one action. Or maybe maybe he. Mm, but then it's Jacker in it. Doesn't do anything in one. Yeah, no, but to be fair, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's Xhaka's fault that one, man. Like, because I, I agree with you, I think the pace on the ball is a bit slow, and also by now, like we've had nearly two years of Arteta, we know that's what he wants to do. Because basically, once you execute that sort of thing well, because what you're aiming to do is you're aiming to try and sucker like the team onto you. You're trying to bring yeah. them onto you and then play into this, and pretty much that's how it worked perfectly, you know, for, for that space in behind. So it's a strategy that you know once executed well, as it did for the second goal, we did get a bit of luck. But once it's executed properly, it can yield results because you've suckered people into position, you've paid in behind them, you've run off them, and all of a sudden you saw in the space of what ten seconds we scored a goal. Do you know what I mean? Well, From four point, four point two. Four point uh, is that how quick it was? Right, yeah, exactly. Was so the the, strat the strategy makes sense, obviously, but as Leroy said, the execution has to be spot on. Otherwise, because that's the sort of thing. <laughs> It worked for us, but you know we can also concede from that as well. Hundred <laughs> percent, and 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 you know what? I think that's another thing of like maybe why he wanted like a fresh goalkeeper to come in because I think Leno is just traumatized from all <laughs> from all of these mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Leno doesn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> we don't. Uh, facts are, we don't score that second goal if Leno if Leno plays by hook or by crook. Ramsdale forced the ball through. Xhaka somehow got away with it. Ramsdale somehow got away with it, and we scored. Actually. Leno, no, and I will say generally, and I'll say I'll say generally, Ramsdale's kicking is sick, like especially long, long. Have you, long. Have you seen like um Abamyang's uh dual stats actually? And oh, I wonder yes. how much that has to do with uh, hey, Ramsdale's kicking. Sanchez up. was drunk. Nah, Sanchez was drunk. <laughs> how Sanchez? are you letting over beat you in the air? Six oh, times? oh, David said Sanchez. But I think Sanchez. a lot of it has to do with Ramsdale's kicking. You know, in what way? Because I, I feel like Ramsdale, yeah, he's he's not just like. This is going to sound like really too technical and analytical and we don't have to go there. But it's I think it's like the trajectory of which he's kicking the ball. He's not like putting it up high for Aubameyang to try and head it. He's like putting it into chest height or um, like basically it, at a height that Aubameyang can actually contend for it. You know, and, and I think the accuracy of the kick really helps Aubameyang winning these duels. Maybe I'm looking too much into I it, but that's, that's what it. I saw. I haven't noticed it myself, but I ha I'll have a look at it for next time. I'm, uh, I might do another rewatch. And have he a kicks it very it. flat, like it. it yeah. he, I don't know. It's um. No, it's for not me, like I... Leno. Leno's just kind of like kicking it into areas. Ramsdale's very precise and pinpoint with um what he's trying to hit. Let, maybe, yeah, maybe I, 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 I think I think with Leroy, I have to see a bit more. But there have been a few instances where he's distributed, and I'm like, okay, you know what? This is maybe better than I thought it would be. Do you know what I mean? So both on the ground and across, like there was one, I think it was in the Norwich game where he just kicked it from his hand straight out. Like I can't remember, it went out wide to maybe to Pepe or Oba. I can't remember, but I remember thinking about that, and I was like, that's actually sick. Like just straight from his feet, like straight to them. So I was like, fair enough. So. Um, if that's a trait that he has and that he can develop, we'll be, we'll be more in the money. So, obviously, we know that's definitely what Arteta wants. 
Um, and obviously Leno's not providing it and he hasn't provided it for a while. So, mm. yeah. He reminds me a lot of Pickford with his um, kicking style, actually. Um, <clears throat> all right, let's 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 talk about Tommy. Let's talk about Tommy because another, another good game under his belt. The fans have really taken to him. You know, he ha- had up Son, pocketed him. I know Son scored, but weren't really his fault, really. But, um, you know, uh, just another solid game, man. That guy, does he lose a duel? Like, oh, I haven't seen him lose one yet. No, I, isn't there a stat like he hasn't been dribbled past? Yeah, ground or... yeah. I haven't seen him lose. Yeah, he's, he's he's not been dribbled past in uh, three league games he's played so far. Not not once. And oh, it's so nice to see the basics of defending. Oh, mm. like Agreed. like I said, I, I like watching defenders sometimes. Like pause. Um, I like watching defenders <laughs> when um, like just. Just his positioning, like, you know how Chambers is so awkward and moves his feet so slowly and never gets his hips in the right position and never dips down low enough, doesn't get his centre of gravity in. And, like, what you really want to do is you really want to make sure your centre of gravity is low and you explode into the challenge. So once you decided to do the challenge, you commit to it and make sure it's a nice, sturdy challenge to make sure you win the ball. And even if it bounces or ricochets, you know you're coming out because the positioning, the trajectory of the way you challenge and the way your um, centre of gravity is really low, you're going to have the upper hand from the physical duel when he, when it comes to contesting you both hit the ball. Tommy Asu just gets that that right all the time. Like body positioning, footwork, making sure you're balanced, making sure your feet are coordinated, jockeying quickly, making sure when you ex- do the challenge, you really explode and you, you bash into them. So it, if basically, if you haven't won a challenge, you've knocked them over in a way that they're not going to get the ball on, on the other end. And he just does the basics really well from that perspective. And then um, in the air as well, it's not like he's jumping mad high. It's just he's got good positioning. Yeah. Like he, he reads the flight of the ball very well. He, he positions himself very well. And he's committed. Like Everything is 100%. Like, honestly, as a defender, very, 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 very happy with what I've seen from him. Really, really good. I, I, I'm a little bit guy because we've seen like, I think about what, three crosses and they're all fucking awful. But <laughs> <laughs> and it, it would be nice if he had a bit more going forward. Um, mm. But technically, when he's on the ball, he's got and he's actually just distributing from passing. Very secure. And he's got a good pass on him, right? Very, very good passing. Off, 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 off either foot as well. So, um... And also, he's got a fantastic first touch in tight spaces, mm-hmm. which is which is another thing I've noticed. So I'm, I'm honestly... I'm, I'm totally Looks like impressed. a bargain, right? Looks like a bargain. 16 million, I think yeah. it was. I feel I feel like that's pretty much... I obviously can't say it yet, but it looks like it might be the best signing we'll probably make this summer. So yeah, yeah. for value for money and just the contribution, just because as well, like it's not very often you see like six foot two right backs who are very agile, um, you know, and like, like they said about, I think it's always Dan who says this German Dan as well, the coordination as well. Like, you know, sometimes you get tall players who look clumsy and who look clunky. Like he doesn't look clunky, which is, um, which, which is really, really good as well. And like you said, wins every draw. Um, which is which is a real a real real surprise, and obviously for someone like Ben White, who isn't great in the air, it really really helps him. So um, you know you've got you've got good protection there at the back, um, and just generally you're in a place now where you feel a lot more confident about the back five in general. So hopefully now that will allow us to focus more on the weaknesses and and you know where we can address going forward. Definitely. It's even stuff like, um, I, I know, you know, the Ramsdale save and then him following up the rebound. It's like things like that. They look simple because in in our eyes, it's like, well, obviously the defender is supposed to clear it. But 
I'm telling you, I've played football enough. I've seen enough football games. I've seen enough Arsenal games where our right back is like falling asleep or they're not, they're like ball watching and they haven't reacted to the rebound and stuff like that. I, I'm even thinking of like the um, the Brentford game, opening game of the season where Chambers obviously had a shocker. I don't think Tommy Asu is making the same mistakes as, as Chambers does in that game. You know, I don't think Brentford are scoring the goals that they scored with Chamber, um, with Tommy Asu on the pitch. And I think those things make a, such a huge difference to, um, especially in the Premier League, man. They they, they make a, a huge difference to between zero points, one point and three points. He, um, he, he, he just he just looks reliable. And even if you're not spectacular, I think Leroy always talks about the point of just it's football. Sometimes we do overcomplicate it because at the basic, basic level, you win your duels. You have your opposition marker. You beat them. Do you know what I mean? So. Once you do that, you, you already have an advantage over them. So the fact that you can execute well, basically, and then, you know, shoulder to shoulder in the air, you win. It's, do you know what I mean? Fans are never going to hate you, pretty no. much. And Fans will 20, never ever hate 20, you. He's 22. Yeah, he yeah. Like he's fucking 28, 29. Like he's got that, <laughs> he has. He's got that maturity. Like, it's. he doesn't make any bad decisions. You know, he's, he's 22 years old. It's it's a bit hard to... Um, and the recovery you know, and, the recovery a good pace. recovery pace. So and, and you know what? We had a good look at Emerson on Saturday as oh, well, didn't we? Oh. And it looks a lot like we've dodged a bullet there because, mm. you know, that was a player we were strongly linked to. I think a couple of us in the group chat quite liked him from mm. what they had seen. But fucking hell, he, he looks pony, mate. Absolutely pony. <laughs> 30 mil as well. Fucking hell. Was, they, was he 30 million? Yeah. <laughs> And Tommy Yassi's better for half the price and younger as well. Well, so, I, I've, yeah. I've spoken to the Spurs lot. The Spurs lot, they're 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 gutted because they were linked to Tommy Yassi as well. Mm, I remember. So, early in the um, and and for some reason that didn't go. The through. The only thing and... is, we got to be careful because he's doing such a specific role. He really, I, when I've looked at him go forward, he really don't look like he has anything in the final third. Mm. Like, like literally nothing. So, mm. as much as I like what he's doing. This system will flatter him because mm. if he was playing in a Wenger team, we'd all be going mad and we'd all be saying, This guy is fucking pony. This guy gets a nosebleed as soon as he goes past the halfway line. So mm. we've got to be careful from that perspective. But for the role he's doing now, great. Fair enough. Let's talk about um, Ben White. Um, progressing, progressing. Um, is he progressing? I thought he had a solid game. Um, you know, obviously Harry Kane didn't fancy much of Gabriel in this game, so he um, he focused a lot more on Ben White. Didn't get too much joy, although you know, on another day maybe they would have got a penalty. Um, I was very surprised that wasn't given. Actually, uh, very very surprised, especially after VAR as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was that? it was a, it was a, it was a stonewall. Penalty, I was surprised but... Kane didn't appeal a bit more. Maybe I'm, surpri- I'm surprised none of them. I don't know, but it, it was interesting because obviously I know generally in the group a lot of a lot of you guys are not keen on him. I, I still think that there's there's something there. Um, it was funny to, on that game he played. He was a lot more aggressive with Kane. Um, mm. You know, you know, I said before both him and Gabriel are both front footed defenders. So, so far it, it looks like White's been the one that to sit off a bit more, but I, I noticed White was particularly a bit more aggressive up against Kane on, um, on Sunday. I don't know if that was instruction or, or if they just spoke to each other. 
So, um, but yeah, I, I, I think thought, it was because I thought, Kane just targeted White. I think he yeah. just decided to sit on White, so White had to yeah. do something. If it had been yeah. the opposite way, Gabriel would have attacked Kane and uh, White would have yeah. sat off, I believe. Well, I mean, Kane did attack Gabriel at the end again as well, do you know what I mean? So he was, he was upset because he, he didn't get much joy. But um, but yeah, no, I think it, I think it was okay. I, I still agree with the rest of you guys, though. Like, you know, at the end of the day, we paid 50 mil and, you know, we're talking about you need to replace what David Luiz was doing. So he does have the big switch on him. We know he has the big diagonal or, or the ball over the top. But I, and there was a couple actually. I, I did I did see um you know when I looked at back through his individual comps, there was a a couple through the lines to Xhaka and Party. So that's what it's those sort of intermediate value passes I want to see a bit more of rather than just the over the top or, or the huge switch. Obviously, the huge switch is good when it's on. But I love a big I don't, switch. No, there, there's not there's nothing wrong with a big I love, switch. No, because, I love it, mate. <laughs> My favourite pass in the game is the big switch. Oh, Luke, no. Have you played football with Lewis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All he does is switch. So, well, this guy will be in the middle of the pitch at midfield and he's looking for a switch. He, oh. he, he loves the, the, love the Hollywood ball in it. It's the most <laughs> underrated pass in the game, mate. Underrated oh. pass. No, and, and, and to be fair, and like it, it does have its value, especially when a team's pressing you heavy. Like if you can just drop a ball in behind their defense, I mean, it has great value. But at the same time, um, we're going to be paying more and more teams who are sitting back. So, um, you know, yeah, some you're going to need to break lines a bit more, which is what I want to see. Which Louise was fantastic at, but I thought it was a good performance from him. A bad, bad at penalty moment. I thought he was fine. Good, good performance. Bar the, uh, the yeah, bar the penalty, which we mm. could have conceded from. Um, Dr. Leroy, as, as any progression? As a, okay, so progression, so positives. Like, I'm, I'm repeating, I feel like I'm repeating myself over and over again. He is a very, very, very good reader of the game. And he gets in front of things really well. But one, like, I still worry about him in physical duels, but that wasn't really that apparent on, uh, I think he did quite a good job. I just think uh, Kane weren't really up for it. I can't lie to you. He looked mm. well off the pace. But the second thing is, being a defender, as much like you could do amazing work for 88 minutes, and you could Mustafi, yeah, and you could do two bozo moments, yeah, and and you could you cause us to concede in the penalty. And Ben White's having a bozo moment a game, like that should he have is. been a pen. And I'm sorry, you're the 50 mil defender, I don't care if you're 23. Like, I mean, can you imagine if Saliba was making the mistakes Ben White was? Oh, he wouldn't hear the end of it. And, uh, from, we wouldn't hear the end of it if he was doing it at Marseille. Exactly, from Guna Dave's Twitter and that. Right. <laughs> they'll, they'll be on well, that's why he's on loan Twitter. Oh, Jesus. So, um, yeah, he needs to sort it out. He needs to sort it out. Um, there, in, in a way, like, I'm still not feeling him because I like my defenders to be, like, defenders. I like them to be tall strong like good in physical duels that that that's me like gabriel yeah gabriel that's how i like <laughs> them, isn't it so there's always going to be something in me that looks at ben white and thinks no you're not it because if i was a striker i'd be like yeah i'm having you up today i'm eating you for breakfast like you look you look at tony and tony looks at ben white thinking yeah i'm fucking you up today mm. right that, that, and, and i don't like the fact that someone can look at my center back and think that so um there's always going to be a part of me that thinks we can upgrade there, but he does have some good attributes. He is decent on the ball. I haven't seen anything crazy, but he is decent on the ball. He is comfortable. He does try to move the ball forwards a lot. He does read the game very, very well. He does have actually decent recovery pace as well, mm. um, which, um, which which is good. But again... 50 million just way too much. 50 million, isn't it? 
we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. We'll yeah. That goes. yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Obviously, um, we spoke a little bit just about Gabriel just then. Another Colossus performance. It just... Again, similarly to Tomiyasu, uh, uh, maybe maybe not so much as Tomiyasu. Tomiyasu is just that kind of like steady Eddie. Gabriel, you kind of already always know there's probably a mistake there, but it's not like a bozo. I, I, I don't I don't put him in the same mold as like Ben White. Gabriel is just his style of defending. You know, I don't think it's particularly bozo-ish. It's just he's very aggressive. He's very um, touch tight. You know, is and and you're gonna get done like that. You're gonna yeah, get done. High, high, high risk, high reward high defending. Risk. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And you know, we, we I, I think as long as we accept with Gabriel that 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 is his style of defending, and for you know ninety five percent of the games, it's gonna produce very good rewards for us. Um, and we don't get on his back and start, you know, saying oh shit, fucking shit. Like a, some Arsenal fans started to turn turn their back on Gabriel, you know, saying Mari's better. I, did, I don't forget. You know, I've not I forgotten. Will never forget. I've not forgotten. I wish. No, you should, I don't wish forget I the handles. I wish I favorited everything. <laughs> yeah, I oh, mean, no, I it, it's, just, it's just night and day, man. Like you know, and and it's no coincidence that since Gabriel's come in, obviously we've had, it's three wins on a row, and we've conceded one goal, right? Mm-hmm. So it's no coincidence that since Gabriel's come in, obviously to Miyasu, the defense looks way stronger. And um that 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 is one thing I'll give Arteta. I think the defense looks visibly stronger. Well, I that's, mean you spent fucking how many how much hundred million? And, and to be fair, and, 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 and that's what I was about to say, you'd expect it to, considering that's where you've chosen to spend the bulk of your resources, that needs to be. So um, can I say one reason the defense is so much stronger is because Thomas Party is a fucking gargantuan yes. midfielder. Yes, you, 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 you know, you, <laughs> you know, with him, yeah, it's kind of like there's nothing I even need to say. The quality speaks for itself, mm. like, it, it, just, it just actually speaks for itself. Like, visibly, for me, he is the best and the most important player in the whole team, like, just generally. Like, he needs to play. And like, every game. people were turning on him last season, yeah, yeah, I, they, they, they make me sick, like, they make me sick, so. Mm. Um, because even I'll see him. Some people say like Basuma is better than him, and I really we all like Basuma, and we all think Basuma. But I'll tell you for free, Basuma is he he can't wipe Thomas Party's shoe. He he has you know <laughs> a great no 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 he can't he has a greater degree of athleticism than Party. Like he's faster mm. and he's stronger, but he has nowhere near the same level of quality on the ball. Hundred percent. The way Thomas Party pams it through the lines at every conceivable opportunity. There, that guy, there were- there was one pass. I, I don't know if you guys remember the the, the pass to Obama. Yeah, yeah. And it was like it was like one of those passes though that you know um, that you don't really that you don't see get made that often because it's like on TV to us is like easy. Oh, oh look, God, God hit Aubameyang, hit Aubameyang. But but we know on a football pitch that it's difficult to see the pass. Let, Let alone execute it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So to see him just be like, all right, cool. I'm just going to absolutely wallop it. Yeah. I, I, I'm I, going out wide on the right, but I'm going to swing it out to Aubameyang. I was just like, do you know what? This is this is football, man. This is football. I love the pass. I love mm. the player. Um, we, we, we know we know what he's about anyway. We know we know the quality that he brings to the table. That's n- not in our camp anyway. That's never been the issue. Um, the issue is obviously is if he can stay fit. And, you know, we all commented on how sharp he looked in preseason. And I'm, f- I'm so glad the injury hasn't set him back because 
in preseason, I thought this guy, similar to uh, like uh, Emil Smith Rowe, they look like they're about they're on the cusp, you know. Uh, Emil Smith Rowe has looked like that all season. He looks like he's on the cusp. He's ready to explode, and I felt like that was the same with Thomas Partey. Like he he's had his preseason. He looks ready to explode. He looks ready to fucking boss this league. And then obviously he gets injured, and it's like oh, fucking hell, man. Can you just have one week of just being fit? Please play just three games in a row. But the injury doesn't seem to have set him back. Yeah. Um, he looks sharp. You know, still maybe a few fitness gas tank issues. I don't know if that comes with games. I, I feel like that's our whole team, though. Like, we we don't end... We, we And this has been featured throughout Arteta's tenure. We just don't really end games well under him. Mm. Um so I don't know if it is a fact that we're just not that fit a team. But, you know, when you hear other people say, they say we do like high intensity training sessions. So I, I don't really know what it is. But, yeah, it's, it's a shame because you always see roughly around the 70 minute like mark Arsenal start to gas. And then like we just bring on players to like, you know, just try and see it out. And obviously in that game, it was fine. We had the lead in it. But, yeah, you would like to see us maybe see out games a bit better, like control it out, you know, just keep the ball and... Make one, thing work. I, one thing I would say about that is I've actually been quite impressed with um, Ainsley Maitland. Now is when he's come on the pitch in recent weeks as a sub. Like mm. he's come on and obviously he's not doing anything spectacular or anything like that. And we, mm. Listen, we'll we'll sit here and tell you we don't really rate him as a, as a centre midfielder. But to do the job that he's being asked to come on, which is literally just inject energy, do be defensively switched on. I actually mm. think he's done it quite well. Um, yeah, I, it's I, I not feel, a bad sub to bring off the pitch, you know. I, I feel like with both him, like and Lakonga, even though they're not doing anything spectacular on the ball, it's adding a degree of athleticism to see at games, um, and you know, just to help run things down. Like you know, another two because one thing is actually both of them, um, they both have very good dual statistics, so they both fare out very, very well. Like you know, you can talk about especially Lakonga, he maybe his positioning defensively, but when he actually has to tackle or come up against someone one v one. Um, he, he's he's got the, the stats fair well in his favour, so that's good. Because I was quite impressed when they both came on against Burnley, and you know yeah. you saw the they pretty much the game they just killed the game against Burnley. So without, yeah, so so that that was fair enough. So um, and obviously we haven't even spoke about it, but you know the going forward now, Jacques is out for three months, so this is going to be I think a big chance for Lukonga especially. Mm. Um, and and I really hope he does it. Um, you know, we spent twenty mil on him, so we we need to see it. I've not like a lot of we, we we've not been overly. I think he's been okay, but you know, he's he's not set the world alight. And you know, for t- you know, this is what we were talking about spending on a marquee centre mid this summer, and that would have really moved a big needle for us. So hopefully, he gets a run of games um, now to show what he can do a bit more. I don't really want us to go to a four three three shape with party as a single pivot and ESR and Odegaard. Uh, I prefer. More of the solid base, the four two three one. Um so yeah, so 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 we'll see. But um but yeah, hopefully he, he can show more of what he has. He's gonna play a lot anyway. So the thing that worries me though is because now obviously Shaka's out and party we know he's had issues staying fit. Party gets injured. We're in fucked. We are uh, we're in we're we're in we're in big we trouble. In we're in big, big trouble. trouble. So and we've got what it's um October, November, December. We've got to navigate the Christmas period. Yeah, we've got to navigate three months and then party goes to AFCON anyway. So even when like <laughs> so, so, so even when Jackar comes back, <laughs> you still got so Lakonga could see like if he stays fit, he could see like four months of just continuous action basically now. So well, I'm I, sure I, I, he I, will I, improve during that. Like 
Because I'm, like I'm, said, I'm, I'm not massively sold on the Congo yet. Me neither. Mm. Me neither. I, I think he's a nice player. Nice. You know, he I, he's an interest. You know where it's like, oh, he's an interesting player. You know, it's like you don't really want to call him shit, and he's not really. He's not. He's not great. He's just in that kind of like. Do, 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 do you know what it? Do you know what it is with me? I actually think he's got such a nice blend of attributes. I just need to see more personality from him. He just seems a bit too timid, which is maybe that will come by an extra party. Um, Maybe I don't know. So yeah, like I just, I just want to see a bit more. I just want to see a bit more forcefulness from him. Mm. Do you know, because we've only seen him. We've only seen him play with what um, El Nenny. I think he played one game with El Nenny. Was it? He played with Xhaka against Brighton. Right. He played with Xhaka against Chelsea. Sorry, against Brentford. Sorry, played with Xhaka against. And... Yeah, it was Xhaka and Lokonga for the first two games. He played Xhaka mm. Lokonga against Brentford as well, and against Chelsea as well, and then. The City game, he didn't play. Um, but yeah. maybe, listen, Uncle Party makes everyone look good, so maybe I mean, he does yeah. the same with it, uh, Well, yeah, if he can make Elneny look competent, he will make, I'm sure, Lukonga will look better than that. So oh, it's yeah, just fingers crossed. I even forgot we had Elneny. In. <laughs> that guy ain't touching the pitch, bruv. Yeah, I think, think that, no. nah, I, I think because well, he's not uh, been... Uh, he's, he's, he's not, he's, ahead of him. Yeah, he's, he's not been in the squads, so I think... And obviously his contract runs out in the end. I think they're trying to force him out slowly, slightly, you know, because there was the thing. Yeah, no, but even he's been back for the last fit for the last two. He's just not even been in the yeah. squad. So I don't, there's a lot of people that are just not making squads now again in it. So, because um, I've, I've seen Chambers, Mary, they've not been making squads for the last few games. So, which is good because I'm not trying to see them anyway. But, uh, yeah. I never so, pissed off at a Shaka injury in my life. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's 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 funny because it's like we've just signed him to this long long contract. One and one of the things people were using to defend it was, oh, you know, he never gets injured. He's like, you know, he's Mister Defendable. He's Mister Reliable. And what happened? Fucking four games and, in, and and it, and it is actually it's actually so crazy because Jack actually never gets injured. Never gets injured. Never <laughs> but to be fair, like that challenge looked bad. But you saw the way like when Mora went into my Mora like, even ah. stayed with him, right? Mora, Mora yeah. stayed down. No, nah, Mora stayed with him until he saw that Tottenham could possibly oh. score. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to touch on um, a couple more players before we move on. Um, Erdegaard, uh, Dr. Lee. Um, what can I say, man? Another, yeah, another game with no no shots, no chances created, no assists, no goals. And, and, and he played well and he was a beautiful <laughs> part. And this is what I'm saying, bro. Like, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm joking, by the way. I'm joking. For 30 games in the season, I'm happy. Like yeah, no, he was very, he was very good. He was very good. Um, you know, it was like one of those games where you look at the um the metrics. Maybe you look at right. He obviously didn't get on the score sheet. No assists. I don't know if he created like a direct chance. Not too sure if um. But he, but he had like those key passes. I don't know if yeah. they count as key passes, but or like just the areas he's receiving the ball. You know, it's just very threatening. And is making shit happen. Mm -hmm. And me personally, if he performs like that, I don't care if he gets assists. I don't care if he scores. I care if he scores. But assists and all that stuff, I don't care. Because I know if he's picking up the ball in these positions and in, in those same kind of scenarios, I know we're going to make chances. I know we're going to score. Whether that be as a direct consequence of him, I you're know. Pissing we'll, we'll do you're, shit. you're pissing me the fuck off. 
Because Why? Because I've, I've made this argument for years about Ozil. I've years. made this argument about Odegaard. The no, same Ozil's shit. And now you're repeating the same argument no. which I've made back to me. No. Like it's something new. It's not nah, the same as Ozil, man. Ozil's just a lazy cunt, bruv. Nah, and he was, and he was a pussy. Like and I'm he was saying, a pussy. Anytime we talk about these players, all you do is go and fucking pull up um, PremierLeague.com and start looking at numbers. I'm like, that's completely like, I don't care. Because this Ozil is... Ozil didn't play for like three, four months of the season. Nah, nah. But this... Forget Ozil, but this Jolly is... Jolly up, mate. Literally, like, how are they impacting Turkey the now. How are they affecting the game? That's what matters. And... Odegaard did that, and that's important. And another thing, he is clearly, clearly, clearly a leader because he absolutely screams at everyone to press, to work hard, stop running. I mean, he, stop, don't stop running. He, he, is, he works his socks off, to be fair, off, off the ball. He's running all yeah. the time, all yeah. the time. And that kind of influence you want to have on your teammates, like, it's invaluable, honestly. And he's, what, 23, 22? But, but this is the thing with all of our team. They're all hella young. Like, you look at Ben. Um, you look at uh, Partey. Partey's what twenty eight, right? Yeah. Partey and Oba. and Jacka. They're the oldest in the team. Everyone else is. Everyone elite. else is what below twenty three. Twenty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's insane. Yeah, but Pepe wasn't in the team, obviously. Yeah. So, but yeah, other than that, it's it's very very young, and it will only get younger because Laka's going to leave in the summer. El Nenny's gone as well. So they're just generally bringing down. Leno's probably going to leave. So the average age of the team just keeps coming, coming further, mm-hmm. further down. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't want to go too far the other way where you don't have any sort of like experience. So, but yeah. So I think that's probably why like they're so keen on like Xhaka and Party, just because that's a good, it's a strong level of experience. But yeah, we'll see, man. We still need, yeah. still need another centre mid. Obviously, another good performance from. Um, one of our uh, experienced guys on the pitch was uh, from Aubameyang. And mm-hmm. it was just nice to see, man. It was nice to see. He looked like he really enjoyed that game. I know he like he loves North London derbies anyway. Like, he, he's, mm-hmm. he's, I think he's got a really good goal-scoring record against he's got, them anyway, he's, doesn't he? Eight, eight in 12 games against Eight in 12 them. games. I mean, that's brilliant. Yeah. That's almost, that's practically what, like, the same kind of level that Harry Kane scores against us has, you know? He's... Mm-hmm. he's it's a very, very good record yeah. against Spurs. He loves it. It's, it's not it's not all for Arsenal, though. I think some were a couple for Dortmund as well. Oh, okay. But yeah, but generally, yeah. He, his record for good. Arsenal against Spurs is good as well. Yeah, yeah. No, it is, yeah. It is, yeah. I, I mean, to be fair, it's one of those ones. The derby, you don't need to say much in it. Everyone's always going to be up for that. Everyone's going to yeah. be. But I liked that he was a bit more aggressive. He was willing mm. to engage the centre-backs a bit more. There was one where, bit where like, the ball was flung into Odegaard. He played like a first-time pass to... Um, Bar and he shrugged off the defender and he shot from like 30 yards and it just whistled over and I was yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's impressive I've not seen that sort of thing from you do you know what I mean in a while so I get we need to create for him more we need to be a bit more we need to sustain more attacks for him to get him into better positions but I'd also like to see him just you know like you said run the channels a bit more there was that ball Gabriel played in behind for him as well so he just looked a more menacing threat just in general which I really really like so hopefully he can continue that going forward so yeah, definitely, man. I, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed Oba's performance and I think he enjoyed being out there as well. And I think it go it like the, the critics that say oh Oba just don't give a shit and stuff like that, I just I, I don't know if that's ever really sat well with me. It started I can't lie though, it actually I, I started to come round to the idea because it was just some of the performance were just a bit yuck. But um uh Leroy, any thoughts on Abamyang really and you know it, I- his performance. I think Aubameyang worked really hard and he's clearly putting it in for the team, which which is important. 
Now, Aubameyang just needs chances. I still don't worry about him majorly. I mean, I still think if he gets the chances, he's going to net. What he was doing in the first few years where he was here was completely unsustainable. Um, and if he's getting older, it's going to be even less likely that's going to happen to outperform his XG like that. All I want to see is us to create a reasonable amount of chances. And I'm con- I'm convinced he will get an adequate amount of goals. It might not be stellar anymore. He might not get 25 league goals and stuff, but he will get an adequate amount of goals for a club in our position trying to chase what we're trying to chase. Cool. We've um we've got Brighton next. You know, it's gonna be a tough game. Um I think how did we get on against Brighton last year? I know we beat them away. How did we get on against did them at the home? Double? I saw we did the double against Brighton. We did the double over them. We but, did the um, double over them. But they've got Basuma, what potentially Welbeck, and another player injured. I don't remember who. Really? Yeah, so it's, it's, I mean, to be fair, we should be beating them with those guys anyway. But, yeah. you know, there's a good chance now, like, you know, really need to. This is where, I mean, obviously, I was, I was saying that, you know, this is where I wanted to see Arteta's consistent team for like five games straight. But even if you take Jacques out and just put uh, Lokonga in, like, mm-hmm. I still need to be seeing a good level of performance now. You have pretty much, that's 98% of his your first your preferred 11 in it do you know what i mean so they need to produce they need to i need to see more in it do you know what i mean and hopefully i'll see more consistency from the younger guys as well up top so yeah man need to get the win there's 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 just no excuse now so you need to start racking up the points quickly do you there's no fatigue you've had a week off brother that's one of the things that actually jars me you know there's no arsenal midweek bro we're just playing once a week bro you have to wait the whole week so there's the team's fresh yeah, the team's yeah, fresh yeah. That's why I said yeah. I don't even want to see Tini injured. Bro, you have seven days off, bro. Well, yeah. obviously yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. for seven days, but you have, do you know what I mean? You've got ample time recovery between games. So let's let's go, man. Press yeah. them off the pitch. It's a, it's, a, it's a good opportunity for us to obviously move up the table. And, you know, with despite our poor start, you know, a ridiculously poor start, losing three games in a bounce, we're in 10th. We're four points behind fourth place, five points off the leaders. You know, I didn't really... After losing the, your first three games, I didn't really envisage being that close. Then maybe three games later, I, I I didn't really see us getting nine points from the from the next three games. Actually, so it's it's quite you know not, I'm not going to say it's impressive that we've done that because you know if you're going to do anything this season, you have to go on runs like this. If you're going to be finishing the top six, you're going to have to win some games. Um, so yeah, man, we need to continue against Brighton. I think Brighton are. Brighton are... Aren't they second? They're they're sixth. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah, they're sixth because didn't they... um, they Yeah, they were about to lose. first, I think. Yeah, they could have got... They would have gone top with a win. um, But they uh, got a last-minute draw when they were losing. So... Mm. um, But it's one of those things, yeah. I think just naturally teams are going to drop points every week. I know people keep saying sometimes, oh, this year I think the top four will be strong. But... It's just hard, man. The league, a lot, a lot of the, the the floor of the league raises each season. Do you know what I mean? When you have teams like Villa uh, spending over hundred mil, like bro, I keep saying every week West Ham, West Ham every week, and they seem to be handling the fact that they're in Europa as well and still picking up points in the league. So it's hard, man. There's just a lot of hard places to go. Um, but I feel like us, we have a real benefit of playing once a week, which a lot of other teams don't. So that's why I'm quite harsh I like I don't want to hear any excuses because you've got the benefit of the doubt do you know what I mean so you can afford consistency of lineup and also two teams that weren't doing particularly well last that that sorry that were finished that finished above us last season in Leicester, Leicester and Spurs, Spurs. they yeah. haven't started the season that well either 
So mm -hmm. there's opportunities there, man. There's opportunities mm -hmm. there. Um, but anyway, uh, when is the Brighton game? Is that on Saturday? Saturday. Saturday 5.30 Saturday. 5.30 kickoff Saturday. Yeah. Well, listen, hopefully we get another win. That'll be uh, four in a row, not including the um, the cup competitions. I think a win puts us, to be honest, don't really send us that far up the table. But who cares about the table at this uh, juncture um, and this point of the season? But um, we'll be back with another patron straight after the game. So if you're interested in all of that, rather than waiting until the Thursday to get your fix, sign up to our patron. Um, Leroy Shelm, thanks for joining me. You can go and get your sleep, your beauty sleep now, because I know you both work very, very hard. And time, entertaining bro. the listeners. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll be back next week anyway with a normal podcast. Take it easy. Peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.